What's good, everyone? It's Jordan Becker, the noun host of the Boundless and Ballin' podcast. Free agency has uh, taken up much of the last week with a whole lot of deals and a lot of major money moves from around the association. Starting this episode off with the winners and losers of 2023 free agency. First up, who won big time? I can think of a team right now, and you guessed it, the Lakers are absolutely at or near the top of that list. They retained most of their key pieces around LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They re-signed D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura, Austin Reeves, Jared Vanderbilt. They also signed players who fit this roster extremely well. Uh, Torian Prince and Cam Reddish. Those are your uh, 3&D wings. Gabe Vincent from the Miami Heat. He's going to be the backup point guard most likely, but in the playoffs with Miami, he proved that he can start and... uh, really live up to the uh, expectations over there. And surely, again, he's going to be on another bright stage here in L.A. Uh, That should not be a problem for him at all. Jackson Hayes uh, coming on as a backup, possibly a starting big uh, for now. Uh, So overall, this Western Conference final bound franchise, they just kept their core and improved in some key areas like uh, wing depth, three-point shooting, and defense. And they've, been, they've made huge improvements this offseason, at the very least on paper. Now, there's another report that the Lakers are looking to go back to that uh, two-big model that had worked for them in 2020 with Anthony Davis at the four and another uh, physical force at the five. Uh, not sure exactly who they'd be open to signing in that regard. Possibly uh, a JaVale McGee reunion. Christian Wood, I wrote about him. Uh, the other day, so very interested to see who fills up that uh, 14th roster spot that the Lakers are uh, looking to take care of, but yeah, either the Lakers go back to AD at the 5, or if this report is true, maximize his uh, his value at the 4. Another winner here, the Phoenix Suns, after forming that uh, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker trio, they added some much-needed depth to their roster. Notable names that were uh, inked to the Suns include uh, Eric Gordon, Yuta Watanabe, and Drew Eubanks, who are all going to be rotational players that fill the guard, wing, and big man spots, respectively. However, they did lose some notable names as well. Uh, Torrey Craig going to the Chicago Bulls, and Jock Landale going to the Houston Rockets. They did re-sign quite a few of their uh, key players from last season, uh, Josh Akogi, Cam uh, campaign, Damian Lee, and Ish Wainwright. And they're also eyeing Bull Bull after he was waived by the Magic and after they traded Isaiah Todd. So again, adding big man depth in that regard. So the Suns, when you have big threes like the one they just formed here, of course depth is going to be an issue. They seem to have taken care of that pretty nicely. And the third winner of free agency, the Boston Celtics. So after that Kristaps Porzingis trade, Uh, They've been set up for some solid success, and now free agency has pretty much just been a way of uh, shoring up the edges, as it were. So, of course, Porzingis joining a talented duo in uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in the front court. He helps immensely as a floor spacer who can dominate the paint and protect it just as well. Uh, KP averaged 23 points, 8 rebounds, and and 1.5 blocks per game for Washington last year on 50-38-85 splits. The trade also helped with their draft capital. They got a couple first-round picks in the deal, and their future looks set as of now. 
But in regards to free agency specifically, they have made a couple more moves as well. The first signing they made was uh, O'Shea Brissett from the Pacers. Reportedly bring him in as a uh, end-of-the-bench player. You also have uh, Delano Banton, a 6'7 point guard who uh, last played for the Raptors. They signed him to a two-year deal, and he helps with their playmaking and defense. And they also officially signed their rookie, Jordan Walsh, to his contract. The, the Celtics did also make a, uh, another notable move, unfortunately parting ways with uh, Grant Williams. He's going off to the Mavericks in a three-team deal, where the Celtics receive multiple second-round picks. The Spurs receiving Reggie Bullock and an unprotective Mavs pick swap in 2030. And Grant Williams ultimately agreeing to a four-year $53 million deal. And now from the winners to the losers of free agency. First up, the Portland Trailblazers. First up, you gave Jeremy Grant $260 million over the course of five years and are still paying Anthony Simons $25 million next season. No wonder Dame wants out. More on that later. The second loser here is the Houston Rockets. They did get some solid acquisitions in uh, Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks, but they also overpaid them big time. Van Vliet signed to a three-year, $130 million deal. Dylan Brooks on a four-year, $80 million contract. Uh, two very good players, but also, and this is worth noting, they had the second lowest and lowest field goal percentages uh, this past season. Not that great. Uh, the Rockets also brought in Aaron Holiday, Jock Landale, and Jeff Green. All of those guys bringing in a veteran presence for a young roster. Among other issues with the Houston Rockets as of right now is their flurry of forwards. You have Dylan Brooks, rookie Eman Thompson, and returning member Jay Shantaint. There's a lot of questions about uh, how they're going to play together and uh, how the minutes are going to be distributed under head coach Ime Udoka. Something to really watch there. But uh, Houston making some pretty questionable moves, but uh, overall still looking to uh, accelerate that rebuild by, by any means necessary. And the last loser of free agency, the defending champs, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, they lost one of their best role players to the Indiana Pacers, Bruce Brown, signing with Indy for two years at $45 million dollars. And also, the Nuggets aren't really doing too much to add to their title window. They only signed uh, Justin Holiday and re-signed DeAndre Jordan. And they still need a backup big man and power forward after losing Thomas Bryant and Jeff Green. The silver lining in this is that uh, Mike Malone usually plays 8 in his rotation, but having some extra bodies is still important. It'll be very interesting to see how uh, Denver adds to their roster as free agency wanes. And now it's time for an update on the trade rumors surrounding the Stars, Damian Lillard, and James Harden. First up with Dame, uh, he wants to be moved to the Miami Heat, however Portland isn't letting him off that easy. So far, the Heat's offers for Dame have been uh, relatively underwhelming, according to reports, and a third team is definitely needed, and that's likely for uh, draft capital. Portland's asking price at the moment is uh, four first-round picks and two, quote, quality players. He can satisfy the quality players condition with someone like Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, or Tyler Hero, but it's also worth noting that Hero might have to move to a third team because Portland already has a lot of young guards in, of course, Scoot Henderson, Shadon Sharp, and Anthony Simons. Now, as for James Harden, not much has changed on that front. The Clippers and Knicks 
are still both vying to get him. According to Mark Stein, the Clippers are only offering expiring contracts and Terrence Mann is off the table. So they're trying to trade expiring contracts and really average players while keeping their young guys in an attempt to land a superstar. Well, now you know how we feel. The Knicks, on the other hand, have multiple avenues to approach James Harden's $35 million salary for next season. Their highest, play, highest paid players outside of Jalen Brunson are Julius Randle at $25 million, R.J. Barrett making $23 million, and Evan Fournier making $17 million. You also have Isaiah Hartenstein, uh, who is on a $12 million salary for next season. You would have had Obi Toppin, but he's been traded to the Pacers already. The Knicks also have quite a bit of draft capital to use in addition to a combination of those players. Uh, they have four first-round picks in the 2024 draft and three second-round picks. You also have future firsts in 2025, 26, 27, and 28. That also could be on the table. Now, in the middle of all these trade possibilities, it's worth noting that a return to the Sixers is possible for James Harden, although it's pretty unlikely given the direction they're trying to go in as of right now. And finally, with NBA Summer League in Las Vegas starting up yesterday, it's time to look at some of these Summer League standouts from both Vegas and otherwise. First up, Jabari Smith Jr. What a game yesterday between the Rockets and the Blazers. Smith had 33 points as, and he hit the game-winning three as the Rockets beat the Blazers 100-99. He, had an, he was unbelievably clutch, I can tell you that right now. .6 on the clock. Catches a perfect pass from Tari Eason and drills it from the top of the key. Unbelievable stuff. He's going to have a solid summer league showing for sure. And he also has quite a bit of motivation because he said that his rookie year didn't really go out as planned. The team, of course, did not do as, ex as uh, well as he had hoped. But uh, now he has a chip on his shoulder and entering Vegas with a new mentality. And that's wonderful to see. Another standout, of course, Max Christie from the Lakers. He had 22 points yesterday on 6 of 11 shooting from the field, 7 rebounds, and 2 blocks against the Warriors as the Lakers won uh, 106-93. to He said post-game yesterday that his goal is to get into the rotation next season, and based on the way he's been playing in Summer League so far, uh, he has a really good chance of doing that for sure. The Lakers have clearly found some gems uh, in the draft and even in undrafted situations, and they appear to have found another one with uh, with Christie. Of course, his role in the rotation remains to be seen, but if it keeps up and if he does well through training camp, you never know. He just might get what he's asking for. Another player I want to highlight who uh, is really someone to watch in Vegas is going to be OKC guard Trey Mann. He averaged 23.7 points a game in the Salt Lake City Summer League on 54-51-76 splits. Of course, he's going to have a key role with, uh, of course, backing up Shea Gildas-Alexander, and his development overall is going to be really exciting to see. Can't wait to see what he does in Vegas. Fourth standout, Julian Champagne, the Spurs forward. He showed out in the Cla in the California Classic with an average of 29 points a game on 46-45-87 splits. He also averaged 6.5 assists, 2 steals, and 1 block per game. He had 20 points and 4 triples to lead the Spurs to their win over the Hornets yesterday, also worth noting. So he's going to be a electric forward and someone to keep an eye on in Vegas for sure. And finally, Kings forward Keegan Murray entering Summer League with a vengeance. He led the Cali Classic in scoring with an average of 35 points a game 
over those two games on 51-45-88 splits. He's going to have, of course, a prominent role with the Kings next year. Huge impact player for them. You can already tell he's going to show out here in Vegas. That is for sure. And from the standouts to the top picks, it's time to examine how the top three guys did in NBA Summer League yesterday. The long-awaited debut of Victor Wembanyama. He had uh, nine points on a very rough shooting night, two of 13 from the field, but he also had eight rebounds and five blocks in his debut. His defense and playmaking are very promising. He was very unselfish to his credit, at times a little bit too unselfish. I'm sure a lot of people wanted to see his uh, some high scoring and a better output from him, but as he said, he was just trying to get comfortable within the system and uh, at the very least filled up the box score to the best of his ability. Brandon Miller, the second pick by the Hornets, he outplayed Victor, but not by much. 16 points and 11 rebounds on 5 of 15 shooting from the field, and he was 3 of 10 from 3. The silver lining in this, he didn't pick up any fouls. And of course, Scoot Henderson. He left the game with a shoulder injury, but he did put up 15 points on 5 of 13 shooting from the field, as well as 5 rebounds and 6 assists. So overall, promising performances from each of the uh, top three picks in the 2023 draft. We'll have to see uh, how they improve on their uh, debut performances as Vegas goes on. As for today, you have eight games on tap for Saturday, uh, beginning with the Heat and Celtics at 12 o'clock Pacific. Then you have the Mavs and Thunder at 12.30. The Knicks and 76ers facing off at 2 p.m., Pistons and Magic at 2.30. Uh, rounding out the afternoon is going to be the Grizzlies versus Bulls at 4. Pacers versus Wizards at 5. Bucks versus Suns at 6. And Clippers versus Jazz at 7. Full slate on hand for NBA Summer League weekend. Whole lot of basketball. Whole lot of fun. And finally, it's worth noting that top prospects are unlikely to play many minutes in Summer League. Uh, minutes restrictions will certainly be in effect. Uh, Wembenyama played 27 minutes yesterday uh, can't seem it, it isn't likely that he's going to go above 30 at any point during summer league and the same is probably going to go for other prospects as well amen thompson he left the game for the rockets due to an ankle injury and he's now been ruled out for the rest of summer league you don't want to of course risk any further injury uh, as uh, training camp looms so smart decision by the rockets but yeah just to note that if you're expecting to see these top 10 lottery picks uh, play 30 or f the whole 40 minutes of Summer League, uh, that's not going to happen, unfortunately. But you will see a lot of players who are fighting to get onto an NBA roster really prove their worth over, the over these next 10 days. So at least that's a very exciting aspect to watch. And that's a wrap on this episode of the Boundless and Ballin' Podcast. As the offseason continues, so will the episodes. Of course, uh, Summer League is going to wrap up in uh, on July 17th, so I'll definitely be talking about the end of that uh, next time around, and of course, following up on some of the latest rumors as they become available. Until then, I'm Jordan Fakvinawan. Stay safe, stay healthy, be well, peace.